can be the greatest, you can be the best You can be the King Kong banging on your chest You can beat the world, you can beat the war You can talk to God, go banging on his door You can throw your hands up, you can beat the clock You can move a mountain, you can break rocks You can be a master, don't wait for luck Dedicate yourself and you can find yourself Straight through hell with a smile You could be the hero You could go Breaking over recipes I never could be broke Yeah, do it for your people Do it for your pride Never gonna know Never even try Do it for your country Do it for your name Cause it's gonna be a day When you're
welcome everyone from the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland, Ohio. This is RAWF Radiversary. Let me introduce to you my legendary co-host. He is... Ladies and gentlemen, he is El Vacant. Hola, El Vacant. Hola, senor. Como esta? Wow, the trucks have got to be busy. You got them spread out between the two buildings here. Uh, the Rock and Roll yeah, Hall of Fame just the down the street. Here and they're doing crazy business. And I, I'm sure they are. And, of course, this is Memorial, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, that's helping, I'm sure, as well. So uh, we've got the whole city of Cleveland, Ohio, rocking and rolling right now in between our Hall of Fame inductions and our big Radiversary pay-per-view uh, at the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Uh, this city is ours for the take, and tonight Fubar City is on fire. So with that being said, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, three more Hall of Fame inductions. Last night on After Hours, we inducted Aggie and Apex into the RAWF Hall of Fame tonight. Three, the, the other three members of the class go in. It'll be Hobo Ezekiel Claymore and Lady Vex. We'll all be inducted here in just a short while. But El Vacant, it is, it, this, is, this is crazy. This is almost bigger than Immortal was, just how we've got this city uh, lit up tonight. Uh, incredible atmosphere. And I, I want to thank everyone who's been a part of RAWF over the past eight years. I'll talk more about that in a bit. But, ah. Uh, it's been eight years, almost to the day, ladies and gentlemen. REWF opened, and uh, we're just glad to be back here uh, in Fubar City for our eight-year birthday anniversary. Um, so, L Vacant, let's talk real quick about the card tonight because it is huge. Uh, some big matches tonight, including the World Highweight Championship on their line, the Immortal Griffith defending against Simply the Best. Simply the Best getting his first ever World Heavyweight title shot. Um, but we heard from the immortal Griffith last night. We heard some from STB yesterday, some comments he made. What's your prediction, the immortal Griffith and STB? I, I mean, I, who, who can really say, right? We don't, you know, uh, STB is still, you know, sort of an unknown quantity. I mean, he's had a really good streak right now. But, you know, if there's anyone who's going to, you know, end the hot streak, it's the immortal one. So, you know, I think it's going to be. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a good match. I mean, I, like simply the best is clearly, you know, he, he's not on this, he's not on the winning streak that he's on because he sucks, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, you, you know, it is a, it is a fairly arrogant name, simply the best, but there have been times in his career when he's lived up to it tonight. If he wins the world heavyweight championship, uh, that I would say for at least, for at least for a while, he would be living up to that name, simply the best, no doubt about it. And uh, then for the Platinum Dragon Championship, Mithras, the heart, wearing the heart and soul of R.A.W.F. around his waist, takes on D.W. Domino Warrior. Any predictions there? 
Uh, I mean, I think smart money is obviously going to be on, on Mithras, but, you know, DW's had some interesting upsets in, in the last few months. So, again, I think it'll be a good match. Um, you know, uh, I expect it to be a somewhat heated match. You know, there's been some words back and forth between the two uh, recently since, you know, since his departure from the Renegade. So, I mean, we'll see. I, I don't think it's going to be a boring match at the very least. I agree. I absolutely agree. And then, of course, Luke Cage, who now goes by the Hell Machine, uh, defends his national championship against Tigress, who right now is 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 um at the top of her game. Uh, but Luke's gone undergone a weird tra- transformation over the past couple months due to his his actions with Aggie. Uh, his influence from Aggie the Clown Friends of Hell. He's now a member of Costa Nostra. He takes on Tigress, but Tigress, uh, she has been, she's been, she's had a nose for the gold over the last few months. She's had the tag team champion. She was estrogen champion for quite a while. Who do you see coming out of this one? Uh, I mean, my gut says Tigress is probably going to walk away with this title. Uh, you know, for a lot of the reasons you said, you know, like, she uh, when she when she gets into that ring with gold on the line, she tends to you know perform above and beyond. Now that being said, Luke is much bigger than her, much stronger than her, uh, you know, and and he has a very different outlook right now. So you know, you bring those into play, who knows? You know, like I mean, let's be clear: if he if he really gets his hands on her, she's in trouble. Yeah, I agree, but we will find out. It it is definitely strength versus speed. Luke Cage taking on Tigress. The Immortal Griffith last night announced he will defend the men's championship after winning the Arsenal of the month. He will defend that against Hotshot Chaz. Now Chaz has been looking for RAWF gold for a while now, but I think I mean, is this really the place where Chaz could get it, taking on the Immortal Griffith for the, the championship that Griffith has held for well over a year? I mean, never say never. Um, it's it's a hell of a daunting challenge for him, I'm sure. Um, you know, I, I, the 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 books are saying it's heavily favored for Griffith, but you know, I've been saying this kid is due for a while, uh, and I'm usually right. Uh, you know, when I when I have that gut. So you know, like, look, this is a huge huge stage for him, a huge spotlight for him, as uh, as as the champion would like to say. Um, and if, if he's going to break through, right, what better time to do it, right? I mean, there's no, there's, no, there's no questioning that a win over the Immortal uh, at Radiversary for the men's champion would not just skyrocket Chaz's career, right? I mean, he's, he's got to go out there and give everything he has uh, for the opportunity that's sitting here in front of him. I have to agree with you, and it would definitely be a landmark vis- victory for Hotshot Chaz Preston if he were to beat the Immortal Griffith uh, for the Bendis Championship. No matter if, no matter if it was Radiversary, Immortal, or any other time, uh, it would still be one hell of a victory. We'll see what happens. Estrogen title on the wild. Two hot redheads, as you like to say, take it, go on at it for the estrogen title. You have Wildfire, the reigning champion. She wanted an Immortal from Tigress. She now has to turn around, face Hall of Famer and the woman who has held the estrogen title more than anyone in RAWF history and is looking to win for the fourth time. She is the Cougar. Does Cougs have the favored advantage over the champion tonight? 
I mean, I think she does. I think she's definitely favored. Uh, I wouldn't count Wildfire out. She's, you know, she's a Spitfire. Um, you know, and, and and I think she enjoys having that gold. So I think she's going to do whatever she can to hold on to it. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna definitely be a scrappy match. One to one for the ages for the Estrogen Championship, Wildfire and Coobs. STB will defend the Fubar City Championship against the self-proclaimed mayor of Fubar City, uh, Dees. Uh, Dees has been Fubar City champion before. He knows what it takes to win it. Uh, he does enjoy that title. STB, on the other hand, while he is the Fubar City champion, uh, it's not one he seems to hold. I think he saw that, saw the Fubar City championship as a stepping stone to the World Heavyweight Championship. Will that be to his disadvantage against Dees tonight? Uh, yes, honestly, I think that I think he he has to be so concentrated on that match with Griffith. I don't think he's going to give, and even in his interviews, like it's it's very clear he's not he's not putting a lot of mental effort into his other matches. Yeah, I, it does. I it, it almost seems like Dee's is almost a sure thing tonight to win the Fubar City Championship just based on STB's attitude alone. But we will find out. It could it. It may be completely wrong. Midnight Hobo Championship, Maeve O'Hare. Right now, she's been a Hobo Champion for over six months. Chantel faces the man named Hobo, Hobo Ezekiel, who's going into the Hall of Fame and here in just a little while. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a tough challenge for Maeve, but we thought Uncle Frank would uh, give her quite the, quite the ride at Immortal, but she... Uh, Gave Uncle Frank a pounding at Immortal. Can she do the same thing to Hobo Ezekiel? As long as she, you know, takes the advice that I gave her against Frank and uses it against Hobo, yeah, probably. Remember, remember what? Remember, ladies and gentlemen, what is she? Spry. That's right. <laughs> she is definitely that, among many other things. Uh, Triple Crown Championship. Knox Boogie, the Paragon of Greatness. And Dev, all three R.A.W.F. Hall of Famers. Knox Boogie, though the most experienced in Triple Crown Championships. However, P.O.G. was the longest reigning Triple Crown Champion. And of course, Dev, we know she's one of the hardest pins in all of un- all of R.A.W.F. as well as Unstoppable. This one is a barn burner. Who do you like here? Hmm. Hmm. You know, I'm not. I, I have a. I have a hard, I have a hard, hard time pulling this one. What do you think? I mean, the resurgence in Knox Boogie has been a great story over the last couple months. I don't see him giving it up easily. But then again, Paragon, you know, it's very rare that we see Paragon without a title belt. I'm sure he wants to put a belt around his waist. And, of course, Dev, you know, it's a toss-up. I I actually have – I I can't even flip a coin here because there's no three-sided coins that I know of. But so – uh, flip, I say flip a, a three-sided coin because I really don't know. This one's going to be very interesting uh, and possibly the most intriguing match of Radiversary. Multimedia no, title. I will say I will say this about that match. If it were just Paragon and Knox, right? I think it would be an interesting match, but I think there would be, uh, you know, it would it would be. They know each other so well. They've trained each other with each other for so long. Like <laughs> it would just be, you know, a lot of a lot of counter wrestling, a lot of you know not quite being able to do it. And it would boil down to like who can be the most uh, uh, what's the word I want uh, innovative, right? You know, to to get the other one aware. But it, but now you know you, you throw you throw the 
dev into the mix. And and now suddenly, if dev is smart, does, does do they let the other two, um, you know, butt heads at each other, which they're going to do because they're in the same stable and they're both going for the same prize, you know, let them butt heads and then take the advantage when it presents itself. Yeah, I, I, and you know what? Dev is very crafty and, and is extremely capable of such a strategy. So we will find out. It will. It is definitely an intriguing matchup for the Triple Crown title. Uh, Cassie Joji defend the multimedia title against Slashy. Uh, this one, this one is interesting. Cassie Joe winning the title at Immortal. Slashy looking for his first RAWF singles gold of his career. He was a former tag team champion, uh, but. Who do you do you think Slashy has what it takes to win some singles gold tonight at Radiversary? No, I, I just don't. Um, Slashy, other than the one time you know where they got things right for the tag championships, Slashy gets into the bright light of a pay per view and and falls apart. It, it's it's like he's a, he's a choke machine. You got Mistress who's the title machine. You got you got Slashy who's the choke artist machine. Yeah. Well, we will find out. Cassie Joe, definitely an able veteran and, able, and knows how to defend championships here in RAWF. We will find out if Slashy has what it takes to beat her for the multimedia championship. Papa Shaker, remember, a Cosa Nostra defends the Powerball championship against STB. And when we talked about it with the FUBAR City title, STB, you know, I'm, he went through the tournament, won the tournament to get the Powerball shot. Yet he says, you know, it's, it's really not that big a deal to him if he wins this match or not. I think his focus is on the World Weight Championship. Advantage Papa Shaker, would you say? Oh, absolutely. Just like I said in the other match. I think, I think, I think you know, you have one person in this match whose concentration is primarily here, and the other person in the match is going to be thinking about later in the night, right? And so you have, you have to say the advantage is going to go to the person who's concentrating. I agree. This one's going to be get ugly quickly. I have a feeling that for the tag team champions, you, championship, you have hotness, swords, and scimitars. These two do not like each other in any way whatsoever. No. They had a late last year. There was a hell of a rivalry for that tag team for those tag team titles. And hotness is zero and three against swords and scimitars in zero and two actually uh, against hot against swords and scimitars in tag team championship matches. Uh, Swords and Scimitars were the ones that ended their tag team reign late last year. Will they do so again tonight? Um, I'm going to say 60-40, yes. That's what's going to happen. They're going to, you're going to have Andu. Okay. So you say, I, 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 you know, I can't disagree with that because the Swords and Scimitars have had Hotness's number uh, when it comes to tag team title matches, there's no there's no reason to believe they can't beat them a third time. So we will see. But it's going to be one hell of a tag team title match at Radiversary tonight. Wolfie, will the White Lightning champion will defend against a former White Lightning champion. And I believe he's won it more than once, at least twice, in the unsettled Chris Cage. And, and you know, we're talking about uh, a killer. I don't want to say, you know, he's a killer. You know, in literal and figurative forms, uh, in the high lectures. Who do you like here, Wolfie or Chris Cage? All right. So look, last month I was like, "There's no way Wolfie's going to win this match. It's not his kind of thing, whatever." And and I was 100% wrong, right? Like, like, and I even did a little happy dance that he won. It was a good for him. Um, my gut is still telling me that this 
is not Wolfie's kind of match, right? Like he did well and good for him, but but if there's any one in this company that this kind of match just lends itself to, it's the unsettled one, yeah? Yes. So I agree. I, no offense to Wolfie, but I just I feel like the cards are stacked in, in Chris's favor in this match. I have to agree with you on that. I would I would say Chris Cage would be the, my favorite in this one as well. Uh, but don't count out my former tag team partner Wolfie, who as as of late has really stepped up his game, including with that upset win over Claymore at Immortal for the White Lightning Championship. Can't quite count him out either. either. So should be a interesting match. Killer Neptune will defend his Champions Choice Championing. Championship against moi, me. I'm challenging Killer Neptune tonight. And to be honest, I get a little bit more leeway than previous opponents. I get to use whatever moves I want. Uh, I mean, I can't use defense or 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 bag, but at least I could I I can bring my full arsenal. There's no limits to what I can do. Uh, do I? I'll I'll let you let you give your unbiased opinion. Do I have any shot? Of taking on taking out Killer Neptune for that Champions Choice Championship. I mean, you have a better shot than anyone else has had. That's not a yes or no. Commit. You're right. Come on. It's not. Huh? You're right. It's not. So, so you don't think I can? Is that what you're saying? I, I. I is that what I hear? Is that what I'm hearing from you right now? That so I can't I, do it. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe you left out a stipulation, though. What's that? I thought then you have a thing where like every your second move had to be a specific move. I hope not. <laughs> I, I guess well. I guess I, hopefully we'll get that cleared up. But I, you know, it could be. You might be right. That's right. You're absolutely right. Now that I mention it, I forget what judgment said I had to do. I'll have to. Figure, remember and figure that out. All right. Beast in May for the Hatfield and McCoy Championship. Seems we talk about this every month. Uh, over the last few months, these two have faced off. It's been heck of a rivalry, if you will. Uh, but when it comes to the Hatfield McCoy Championship, Beast has gotten the better of Maeve in two consecutive contests. Can he make it three for three against Maeve, or will third time be the charm for the Lady of Black Irish? I mean, can he? Well, clearly he can because he's, he's done it before. Um, I mean, I'm obviously gonna probably go with Maeve on this because, well, Maeve. Um, but uh, look, I I think it's funny that the place where they he we have a really big feud brooding against two people over and over is in the Hatfield and McCoy division because you know that's that's just kind of funny. Yeah. Nothing. I. I, 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 I I, I agree. It, 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 that's humorous, to say the least. Um, but this one should be a barn burner. We will find out who walks out with the Hatfield McCoy Championship tonight at Radiversary. Vending Machine of Pain, Liam O'Shaughnessy and the Lord of Pain, Denunzio. And I, I tell you what, this one, this match is already underway. It's already getting pretty ugly. Uh, as a matter of fact, you, you, you may not want to watch the replay because I, I don't think you're going to enjoy the waste of tacos that has happened so far tonight in that match. Oh, wait, what? Okay. No, don't don't worry about it. We won't talk about that. But yeah, that one's getting a little na- getting nasty already. Uh, those two using the vending machine of pain. It's <laughs> it's an intriguing match, and I'm I'm I'm. I'm, I'm 
I'm getting paid for those tacos, right? Well, yeah, unfortunately. No, I don't care. Do what you want with it. But once you pay okay. me for it, it's yours. You do what you want. Okay, well, there you go. Ambulance match. The unsettled Chris Cage takes on Marcus Conan. Uh, the loser has to, is carted off in an ambulance to a hospital. With a, you know, that one is a pretty – whoever gets pushed into the ambulance and is sent out. I mean, I, I, I you know, Marcus is fairly new to RAWF, and I realize he's got he's on a mission to redeem, to uh, avenge the injury to IKP Iceman Kings Parsons at the hands of Chris Cage. But uh, you know, a match like this is we talked about it in the White Lightning. This is kind of Chris Cage's thing, if you will. Did he? Did he? Yeah. So, uh, I, I, I mean, I feel a little bad, and not for Chris. Yeah, I I, I don't I I feel I I'm a little worried for Marcus Conan on this one. Million coin match: the Teflon Sheik takes on Moxie. The winner walks away with a million coins. They each put a half a million coins in to the pot, so basically they walk away with an extra half a million. But Sheik right now, uh, as good as he's been, and I, you know I hate to say it, but as good as Sheik has been as of late, I'm not sure that Moxie. I think Moxie may walk away a little lighter in the bank account. When this is said and done, do you agree or disagree? Actually, I, I think Moxie's going to win this. Really? You see, is this is this, is this an unbiased opinion or is it a not even little? a little? <laughs> okay. One gives me lollipops. <laughs> one gives me agita. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, that is fair. Pandora's box of fun much fun much fun munch what? Pandora's box of fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, ooh, different show, different show. <laughs> but we can still invite Maeve to that one. That would be okay. Yeah. Pandora's box of fun match. Chris, the atheist wall. Chris Sharpestein taking on Marcus Caliber, two of the most unpredictable uh, people in Pan, in, in RAWF. That one should be a hell of a match. Hell's frozen over match. Now this one got an interesting. Uh, it was supposed to be Aggie versus Hawkster. However, backstage before the match started, Hawkster was shoved into a closet and repla- by Claymore, who replaced him in this match against Aggie. So now it's a Hell's Frozen Over match between Aggie and Claymore. Not sure what Claymore's up to here, uh, but uh, Aggie now will take on Claymore in their Hell's Frozen Over match. Tag team challenge match. We knew MC. Uh, Nightcrawler and Hotshot Chaz were supposed to take on two people. Uh, winner, if NC and Chaz won, NC gets his cat, Theo, back. Um, but if he loses, he has to pay to get them back. The opponents appeared after NC and Chaz made their – it is Chris Sharpenstein and the Lord of Pain, Mike Denunzio. Apparently, they, they're cat, the catnappers uh, here, so – I'd still give the advantage here to NC and Chaz because I'm not sure how well uh, Sharpestine and Denunzio will work together. What do you think? I, I yeah, I, I I have no idea how that's going to pan out. That's, I mean, you know, I've seen Stranger Tag Teams, but not many. All right, well. And then, of course, a slew of undercard matches as well. Uh, some interesting matchups. Let me go to the site because I didn't have them down here. Uh, we have 
some pretty key matchups as far as the rankings go. You got Lady Vex and Bone Collector, both of them in the top 25. Rattlesnake Ron uh, in action. He will take on uh, Big Greg. They're both in the top 25. Um, Hawkster Bully takes on Izzy. Redneck Avenger versus Buckshot is going to be a good one. Uh, Money Sue taking on Claymore. They're both they're both in the mix, and uh, of course everybody in RAWF got a regulars rankings match if they didn't have a qualifying rankings match in uh, the titles or the challenges. So that's what we're looking at tonight at Radiversary, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be a big night in the ring, but also here in the Hall of Fame, it is going to be a big night. I think we need to start. We will have our first induction right now. We will start. With the good man Claymore, he is. Ladies and gentlemen, among his many accolades, he is a five-time White Lightning champion and two-time RAWF World Heavyweight Champion. He is being inducted by his good friend, the Teflon Sheik. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the Teflon Sheik. Hello. Ladies and infidels. The Sheik is burdened with glorious purpose. I've been tasked with creating and presenting a Hall of Fame induction for a man who was and remains Hall of Fame worthy from the exact moment he joined the RAWF. That man, that good man, is Claymore. Hall of Fame worthy. Uh, it's a term that gets bandied about by everyone and their mongrel dogs every year at this time in the RAWF. That's along with questions such as, who's worthy? What have they ever done? We hate that one. They aren't getting in. And the ever-popular, why did they get in and not me? And to be frank with you all, if you ask that last question, you're not worthy. Claymore is being inducted into the RAWF Hall of Fame not only because of his results. There's his tremendous win-loss record, multiple number one rankings, record title reigns as White Lightning Champion, multi-time Supreme Fighter Champion, being one half of the greatest tag team in R.A.W.F. history, that being Swords and Scimitars by our merch. And, of course, his two world title reigns where he summarily defeated the absolute best that this company and Unstoppable has to offer. You don't need a history lesson from the Sheik. The good man has more than enough results to be considered on any Hall of Fame ballot. But I don't feel he requires those results to validate his status as being Hall of Fame worthy. Perhaps his creative mastery both in and out of the ring, that could warrant induction. The man can make a story out of anything, if he chooses to do so, and then he's going to sell it to you and force you to love it. Claymore's storyline delivery is so smooth and so compelling that he epitomizes the old adage, he could sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves and make her see how great of an idea it is. The good man has elevated not only himself, but his adversaries in and out of the ring to bring the RAWF fans some of the finest entertainment that they could ever hope to witness. And as a member of Terror Inc., he did the same for his teammates. 
showing the way with his words as much as his actions. But again, I don't feel he requires these creative skills to qualify for Hall of Fame induction or to justify that he's Hall of Fame worthy. On the subject of trash talk, since joining the RAWF, Claymore's words have brought cheers, booze, terror, angst, doubt, laughter, and many, many tears to his numerous opponents and to the RAWF fans as well. His rhetoric spans the gamut between poignant and pugilistic, from hilarious to horribly caustic, from heartfelt to wildly acidic. The Sheik has been part of this sport since year one, and in all my years, I've encountered less than a handful of people that I would absolutely not wish to get into a war of words with. And Claymore, the good man that he is, leads that group. But though his words and his stylings are nearly unparalleled, he doesn't require those skills to be justified as being Hall of Fame worthy. Claymore possesses something that a great deal of you infidels will never have or even understand. This intrinsic quality is the cornerstone in his personal structuring. It's something that the RAWF Hall of Fame also possesses, though it pains me to admit that fact. And that quality, that Hall of Fame-worthy ingredient, is integrity. You can love him, you can hate him, and everything in between. But despite it all, the man maintains the highest level of personal integrity with everything he has his name tied to. If Claymore commits himself to a company or a division, or he commits to working with someone, or to any sort of creative endeavor or community-building activity, you can absolutely bank on him being there and giving 100% of himself to it. In a land where the majority of people mail it in, the good man is as refreshing as he is admired and required. He's an inspirational leader when he needs to be. He's the best soldier in the entire army when that's called for. And he's a stirring catalyst for action and for change. He's honest but fair. He's bold but respectful. He's a champion without equal, but he's also a man at heart. Now, there's a wisdom that comes with this sort of integrity, something that doesn't have to be advertised because it's already fundamentally known and accepted. Claymore is self-aware and realizes these things and never attempts to make anyone pay for not having the same personal perspective. Some people think knowledge is power. Claymore knows not only how to apply that knowledge, but when to do it. And that sort of thinking and way of living shows true integrity. Now, on a personal note, the Sheik is going to loosen his cafeta for just one moment here. And I'm going to take this time to pay tribute to the man that I've worked with in so many successful capacities to date. We were in Terror, Inc. And we were incredibly and undeniably unstoppable. At our height, we held six or seven titles on the team, with Claymore holding at least three of them simultaneously. His heart is bigger than his chest. His competitive fire is so powerful that we on the team could feel it just being in his midst. And as your tag team partner, Claymore, I'll say this. You're the true power behind Swords and Scimitars. You're the best partner a sheik like me could ever ask for. There's no question that our success is in large part due to your input behind the scenes and in the ring. We've had one hell of a run, and the sheik is proud to call you partner and a teammate and a friend. Now, in closing, the sheik says this. If being great is a crime, then Claymore is a master criminal. However, his incredible talent, his wit and cunning, his unbridled creativity and his unmatched integrity are what make the good man truly great. And those things prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that Claymore truly is Hall of Fame worthy. Congratulations, Claymore, for joining the RAWF Hall of Fame. And for the rest of you swine, 
Bow to him, dogs. American elites. Thank you to the Teflon Sheik for his epic induction speech. You too should be inducted for that tremendous effort to learn. Not too many people know this, but before he approached me to join him in Terror Inc. and to take over our AWF, I was about to take my leave from Unstoppable, but his pitch intrigued me, so I stayed. Were it not for him, you wouldn't have been able to bask in the presence of the good man, so I think I speak for all of our AWF when I say thank you, Sheik. Plainly and simply, the man saved my career, and it's highly fitting that as a result of his actions, I get to save all of you. Now, let me take you to the start. As it goes, I wasn't always a top-tier star here in our AWF. For a short while in the early days, I was like many of you. I festered in ignorance, unaware of how to make an impact on the biggest stage in Unstoppable. However, rather than ignorantly whining about being held back by the rules I hadn't read, I did something about it. So, following Radiversary two years ago, I decided to jump in with both feet. I looked into the company concept, I asked questions, I expanded my knowledge, and I started my ascent of the mountain. And a mere three months later, I stood in the ring with the world title raised above my head, and the carcass of Uncle Frank at my feet. This cataclysm went off air. Some people cried that it was a fluke, but successful defences over Mithras and Griffith showed this was not the case, despite the slippery excuses of the latter. In the meantime, I began to impose my will elsewhere. I earned the 32 to 1 division, becoming the first to win the Supreme Fighter title on multiple occasions. I dominated the high voltage invitational, winning it six times and going on to claim the White Lightning title a record five times. But it hasn't all been plain sailing though. For my first the world title reign ended when I fell into her clutches. The Bruja. She poisoned me with her darkness, and I had to fight with everything I had to break her spell, including a brief song burst on After Hours. I gambled my essence and my soul, but I won. And I was reborn into the good man you see before you, the man who can not only see what is wrong with radical America, but the man who will actually fight those wrongs on your behalf, whether you realise it, regardless of whether you actually deserve it or not. Now, the first act to my clean-up of IWF was incredibly satisfying, as myself and, and the Teflon Sheik relieved the tag team belts from the grubby mitts of hot mess. We drained their sleazy hot tub and acted in the way that tag team champions should, with grace and decorum, whilst we held on to the gold for over six months. Simultaneously, I launched a year-long campaign to unveil one of Radical America's worst offenders, 
the so-called paragon of greatness and his conveyor belt of merchandise that shakes down every parent that attends an RAWF event. My crusade ultimately resulted in our war at Immortal, which saw him take the hollow victory. But since then, the idiots in attendance at ringside cheer and jeer at what they perceived was my humiliation. Too narrow-minded to see the bigger picture. I never wanted to defeat the paragon. I wanted him to show everyone he wasn't a good man by choosing to ignore my false cries of mercy, revealing his true self and throwing me off the stage. As it was, Paragon surprised me that night by not giving in to temptation and walking away. So the next time our paths cross, and inevitably they will, then maybe I'll have to yank on that veil a little bit harder, eh? So now I stand here with this Hall of Fame ring in hand, validated by my peers, and I ask myself, where do I go now? And the answer is quite simple. You may have heard our sporadic mentions of the necessary evil, but we have yet to mobilise as a group, for the puzzle has been incomplete until now. Tonight, at Radiversary, the chosen final piece will slot into place, and the necessary evil will begin to move forwards. There's no siren, no flashing light, so take this as your warning. Get out of the way, because we will steamroll everything in our path. Now, finally, before I part, on the slim chance that you're lucky enough to find someone to breed with, I hope that when you come to regale the future generations of your family with the tale of how you were in attendance for my Hall of Fame induction, that they don't get too hysterical about it and wreck the trailer park. It will, of course, be forever remembered as the moment that RAWF peaked, with its biggest star being recognised, having blazed its trail in the most competitive era of the company's history. A stark contrast to many of the previous inductees, some of whom were inducted simply because they couldn't find the door to leave. All we can do is hope that future years' classes will at least try and leap to reach the bar that I have set. I wouldn't hold my breath, though. I am Claymore. I am the good man. And now, I am an RAWF Hall of Famer. Thank you for your time. Congratulations to Claymore, the uh, third member of the RAWF Hall of Fame. Um, interesting speech there uh, from both Sheik and Claymore L. Vacant. Um, yeah, I have to say, but, it's, not, it's not often where someone uses their acceptance speech to take shots at people. As, I mean, he's up there... Uh, uh, yeah, he, he, there might be some repercussions down the road for that little speech. Yeah, but at any who, congratulations to Claymore uh, getting into the RAWF Hall of Fame class of 2021. So, uh, we'll have two more inductions here in just a little bit. But first, let's talk about a little bit of Radiversary history. Uh, because this 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 pay per view is pretty historic. We have we've had it. I think it's been in six of them at least. Uh, I don't know that we had one in our second year. Well, we we had one in 2016. I know that much. So that would be at least a fit, fit five times. But I'm pretty sure we've had more than that. It's been a very storied pay per view over the years. Last year's uh, Radiversary, uh notwithstanding, it was pretty spectacular. Mithras, of course, at the time was both World and Platinum Dragon Champion. He walked out of Radiversary uh, still 
with both of those titles after victories over Dee's and the Great Red Dragon. Uh, tonight's one of tonight's inductees defeated, ended the longest street, national title streak held by a, another one of our inductees as Hobo Ezekiel last year at Radiversary uh, defeated Lady Vex to win the national title. Uh, of course, was still men's champion as he has been for well over a year. He defeated the Hawkster. Uh, Dee's won his per, Dee's successfully defended the Fubar City Championship against Maeve O'Hare. Uh, Coogs, who had just last year got into the Hall of Fame, probably had the biggest night of everybody. She walked away with the Midnight Hobo and White Lightning Championships, uh, respectively. I'm sorry, not the White Lightning. No, she walked away with the Midnight Hobo uh, and the Hatfield McCoy. That's right, Hatfield McCoy and Midnight Hobo Championships last year at Radiversary. Her record uh, speaks for itself at Radiversary. Uh, Hotness were tag team champions at the time. They defeated Evil to retain those titles. Claymore uh, won one of his many White Lightning Championships against Chris Cage last year at Radiversary as well. It was a huge, huge night. Two years ago at Radiversary, Uncle Frank was World Heavyweight Champion. He successfully defended the title to the Great Red Dragon. Uh, the Immortal Griffith was Platinum Dragon Champion. He retained against Luke Hero for Hire. Pennywise, there's a name we haven't said in a while, was National Champion. He retained against Killer Neptune. Paragon, was at, at the time, was Men's Champion. He defeated the Teflon Sheik. Uh, two Hall of Famers went out for the Estrogen title. Bubs won her second-ever Estrogen Championship against Dev two years ago. Uncle Frank on his on his epic Fubar City title run at the time, defeated Buckshot to retain that title. Mithras on his incredible Midnight Hobo title reign at the time that successfully defended against Uber Vegan TPO. Hobo Ezekiel, who was Triple Crown champion at the time, successfully defended that title. Radiversary actually a big pay per view for Hobo, so uh, especially big tonight for him. But he was hope he retained his triple crown champion. Paragon was multimedia champion. He successfully defended against Revy Gibson, but was unable to wrest the the Powerball Championship at Akilah Neptune's hand. However, he and Knox Boogie were tag team champions. They successfully defended those titles against Oil Money. Hobo at the time was Grand Slam baseball champion. He successfully defended that against Uncle Frank. So it was a uh, yeah. It, Hobo's actually got a pretty good record at Radiversary. What how what does that bode for him uh tonight against Mabel here? We find out. All right. So L vacant, let's talk about how long I can't I don't know. It's it's been at least two years now you've been co host, correct? Two or three, I don't know, it's been a while. You're you are my fourth different co host in the history of RAWF. Uh, the Jeez. other three, of course, of course, being Shifty, Shell Kneebreaker, and Bubs. Uh, and I, it, I think it's kind of split between all four, all four of you, uh, almost, almost about two years for each of you. So uh, you're not playing that. Wait, are you, you're, you're telling me I'm fired? No, I'm no, no. As a matter of fact, I'm worried that you, you, you're you getting bored of this. Oh, no. You, I mean, like, look, how many other jobs pay me to have hot redheads come in and sit on my lap? I mean, that's true. I, I, that is that is a perk. That is that is that's definitely I mean, a perk of the job. REWF REWF gave me a, a a a new industry to break into, and I've done pretty well, pretty successful. By the way, mm-hmm. speaking of that, just before we get to the break, um, you know, so, you know, people should know this. Um, 
at the break, if anyone goes down and tries our new Apexadilla, which is a new uh, triple-decker uh, quesadilla with three different meats in it, um, you know, if you get one of those, you'll get a free Aggie fire taco uh, as well. <laughs> it's like hell in your mouth. <laughs> it's like hell in your mouth. That's not oh, a God, I don't know. Oh, I don't know if that's the, the greatest promotion I've ever heard, but um, you know, some people like pain. I'm just saying. I, I suppose that's true. All right. Well, we were going to go into the break, so if you feel folks want to take a quick run out to the taco trucks, uh, do so now. When we return, uh, two more Hall of Fame inductions to do, and who knows who will show up and uh, chat with us uh, here at Radiversary. Ladies and gentlemen, this is RAWF Radiversary on the Back to Basics Radio Network. Be back in just a few minutes.
All right, we are back. This is R.A.W.F. Radiversary live from Fubar City, Cleveland, Ohio. And uh, El Vacant's already been a hell of a night. We had one induction. It's time for our second one. Are you ready for this one? I am very ready, sir. All right. This gentleman is probably the one of the most entertaining superstars in R.A.W.F. history, with no doubt about it. Held several titles tonight. He is inducted by his good friend, Liam O'Shaughnessy. Let's move. Ladies and gentlemen, inducting Hobo Ezekiel into the RWF Hall of Fame. He is. Can you hear me, Cleveland? If someone had told me nine months ago that I would not only be friends with our next inductee, but actually inducting him into the RAWF Hall of Fame, I would have laughed in your face. Sometimes nobody really knows what brings us together or makes us do the things we do. But for a magnet to truly work, It requires forces from opposite poles. I first saw Hobo Ezekiel the night I debuted in RAWF last year. And while the superficial side of me struggled to get past the appearance, I saw a man with such talent, such raw ability, that I found myself staying in the gorilla position late just to have an up-close look at his matches. His history speaks for itself. This man was the first and one of only two people to hold the RAWF Grand Slam baseball title. He is a two-time national champion. He is a former triple crown champion and a former tag team champion. And he's just getting started. To be a Hall of Famer, one can't just be good or even great. They must be transcendent. A Hall of Fame career is a combination of longevity, impact, greatness, and memorability. They don't just take success for themselves. They add value to the game. They cease to be a ship on the water, and they become the very tide responsible for raising all of the other ships. The past several months, I've embarked on RAWF's version of She's All That and made Hobo Ezekiel my personal project, knowing that with proper attention, he could not just be an amazing warrior of the squared circle, but a man of the people. A new haircut, a fresh shave, 
a good shower, some decent food, phenomenal tailored suit haven't dulled the edge of this man one bit. And the RAWF roster had better continue to be on notice because as bright as his past has been, I have every reason to believe that his future is even brighter. So to quote the aforementioned film, Hobo was wondering if I wanted to embarrass him horribly in front of all of these people tonight. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to embarrass the man tonight because I tell you truly, it is one of the greatest honors of my my RAWF and, in fact, my entire decade-long WU career to introduce you, the faithful fans of RAWF here in Cleveland, Ohio, to a champion, a warrior, a legend, a man, a class act, a friend, and tonight, a Hall of Famer, Hobo Ezekiel. It's a Hobo attack. I suppose if I unmute myself, that would help. Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Well, I'm just going to yeet this and call it a night. Oops, I done dropped my speaker. Is that better? Oh, a needle on the floor. Might have to save that for a poker game later on down by the railroad tracks with Bo Cooper for old time's sake and get chased by the railroad bull. How about that? But seriously, I got to say this whole gentleman thing uh, Liam O'Shaughnessy has been doing is next level, as the kids say these days, absolutely top rate, top notch. L.A. I never knew getting into one of these suits was so challenging. And don't even get me started with trying to tie a tie. Certainly not like lifting a railroad tie, I can tell you that. You know, I was about this close to kicking the caboose until my hobo survival instinct took over and I had to rip my neck collar off so I could breathe again. And you know, it's kind of been nice not worrying about setting off a fire alarm every time I break wind next to a fire alarm, son of a bitch. I, I did want to say before I began L.A., Liam and I was just the 
we was just at the Clevelander Bar and Grill, and everything was going all right until I done ordered me a Cleveland steamer. I, I keep hearing about I keep hearing about from Whiskey Tits one on uh, Larry about this, so so I just wants to set the record straight for onions at the Cleveland Bar and Grill. I did not know what I ordered was what it is. And Whiskey Tits one on Larry, if you're listening right now, if you think I'm going to barter this ring. I'm a getting to those hustlers down by Bruno's Pizza and Palones. You can forget it. How about that? Now, I'd like to free freeball this L.A., but it might be easier if I wrote this all down because I know I forget it. So if you don't mind, I'm a day so I brought up my Clark County Times newspaper and scribbled a little bit on it. <clears throat> I've I've been hearing quite a bit about number of title wins, title reigns. Now I ain't saying a couple thousand title wins is something I plan on breaking like some of yens, but I look at my record and see a lot of vacant space left. The fact is, LA, I'm nowhere close to sitting back and watching the landscape pass me by. But I do have some numbers that mean quite a lot to me. For example, I'm going to do a little hobo mathrians. Two. Two arms. Two. Two legs. One. One noggin I still got in my shoulders, although some can argue I've done lost my mind on a regular occasion. <clears throat> Ten. Ten fingers. And for a hobo, that's a good number. Nine. Nine toes. Why nine, you may ask? Because the week before, May 6, 2018, in Orlando on Superstars, you should know this date, Lord Amadeus. My freight train broke down earlier that week. I don't remember how far I walked or but I done climbed over Mount Shasta and stepped over countless skunk logs and beer tail slaps to my chest. Eventually, I found a rail yard in a boxcar, 4408NS. That boxcar took me to none other than Fubar City. I lost my toe on that catch-out, but what I found was R-A-W-F. And when I saw in those golden locks, looking like someone took your favorite shampoo bottle, but you was looking for replacement for a no-show. I was walking down that street, and that's when we both locked eyeballers. I was, it was like you saw something in me that wasn't there, and I never looked back since. Before I I start off, I want to, to thank DFA who was stuck to my shoulder like glue during the good and the bad times. You know, I'd make the argument that hopping freight trains and being in this company are identical to me, Amadeus. The biggest thing to have in RAWF is patience. Knowing when to jump, when to wait for the right time, getting to know the terrain, where the bulls are at, where the toilets are. And I had to learn that the hard way. Who was Uncle Frank? And why should I be pissing my britches at the mention of his name? 
it don't take long to figure out who the top dogs are around here, you know. You just got to yeet or be yeeted. That's how it is, and that's how I look at it. To get this far without patience, you might as well not even bother giving it a shout. The inductees that I am up here with have more than earned their right to be here. I'm honored to be standing in the same state as Apex, let alone the same building. Now that is a tag team. Aggie is a character you can't forget. Aggie, he goes right up there with the Midnight Hobo. I, I can never see, I can never unsee him twerking. Goddamn. But what you, but what all you's got to remember, I had this, I was sleeping underneath Aggie and Moxie's consummation bed on their wedding night. When they started rocking that bed, I was scared for my life. I thought that church was going to come crashing down on me because I thought there was a goddamn earthquake happening. Son of a bitch. I never been more scared in my life. And here I thought bear mating was violent. Goddamn was I wrong. Claymore is one of the few I've seen who can verbally destroy and physically destroy your soul all in one move. I cleanse my ass cheeks each time I hear that wheel spinning for the rankings on Sundays. Please don't let it be Claymore, Mithras, or Griffith. And Lady Vex, finally, you have brought a voice and toughness to back it up into the RAWF women's movement across all the divisions, including the world division as a two-time RAWF world champion. And if you have a star up in that sky, it's been the North Star for the advancement of women's competition in WU. And finally, here I am, humbled to, to just be where I'm standing. I always wanted to leave an impression on people. I like making people laugh because most of the time they run away from me. Except when it's uh, the law. I'm the one usually running then. <clears throat> what has mattered to me and what should matter in the end each time that belt is put around your waist is the story you left in that ring and the story about yourself. That is what gets remembered. Thank you. And uh, I'm hungry for some Benny Weenies. Ladies and gentlemen, Hobo Ezekiel, the newest member to the RAWF Hall of Fame. Um, well done, Hobo. Very well done. As entertaining of a Hall of Fame speech as he's been uh, entertaining us for several years now. It is just another reason he deserves to be in the RAWF Hall of Fame. Uh, do you not agree, Al Vagan? Oh, he, he definitely. Uh, I also now know, you know, a little too much about a certain married couple's activities. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. I, I, by the way, I, I don't know if you if you if you saw because I think you were, you'd stepped out for a bit. But earlier in the induction ceremony speech, um, Aggie requested his twerking video to be played for everybody. Uh, did you get a ch Have you ever gotten a chance to see that? I, no. Would you Would you like to see? I could I could probably play find it here somewhere. You want to 
Why are you looking at me like that? I you don't want. You, I'm sorry. You you said the word twerk. Yeah, you know what twerking is, right? I I I, I do. Um, I will say that my understanding is it's a word uh, that usually refers to um, amply endowed bottomed women and music. I, I, Aggie doesn't uh, fit many of these <laughs> criteria. Uh, I'm, I'll tell you what. I'll show you the video later because you know it is it is pretty pretty iconic of of Aggie's career here in RAWF. Him him getting inducted last night into the Hall of Fame as well. And uh, yeah, you, you need to see it. I think everybody should see it once, even if even if it does scar them for life. Uh, I, I do you think it's share a, the pain. What's that? You just want to share the pain. Damn right. The singing on it is excellent, though. The song, top notch. Just saying. He 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 did it to Amadeus style, didn't he? Of course. Yeah. What other song? What other song is there to twerk to? Still, still, after all these years, number one in Madagascar, by the way. I guess lemurs have very poor hearing. I don't know. <clears throat> and at any rate, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we tonight we celebrate the eighth anniversary of RAWF. Uh, I, I still just thinking about the long, uh, how, how long it's been, how long we've been open, how long this company has been going. Uh, it is. It has been amazing. It's been an incredible ride, and uh, while you never know, hopefully everything continues to run for a good long time. But with that being said, let's bring on a man who last night on After Hours went into the Hall of Fame uh, for the second time as a one of the three members of Apex. He is still. He still. Mr. R.E.W.F. to a lot of people. He's the puppet master. He is the one and only. Good evening. Good evening, Amadeus. <laughs> uh, who, are you a little hungover from last night? 
I, oh, I, man, I know I'm you... hungover. I'm yeah, I'm a little hungover from last night. Last night we partied. Whew. Uh, I was drinking scotch, and I don't usually drink scotch, but that was some. Whew. You know, hanging with Griff and Morgan is just. Whew, between scotch and, and scotch and 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 whatever they drink, what's the other drink they drink? Scotch. I don't know what the other one was. Scotch and something else. Well, and then I had a little um, bit of Jaeger to it. It was just, it was just a wild night, a wild night. Glad you could. Congratulations make it, to everyone who's going in tonight. This has been an awesome, awesome show. Very, very awesome show. But um, you did make a little mistake earlier. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you clarify? Why don't you clarify things for me? Against, I, I know where you're going to go ahead. This is the judgment rules, champion choice, which you can use any moves, any move you want to use. The second move. That you must use a backhand chop, and of course you can't use defense or bag of tricks. But my good friend can use whatever he wants to use. No, of course, of course. All right. Well, now, what's that? Move you, use, you can use every move you got. I mean, come on, you're getting a lot of leadway right there, bud. I mean, you're right, and. uh I have just now putting backhand shot back into my arsenal here. Uh, so I'm good to go. We'll see what happens against Killer Neptune with a judgment I, rules. I think, I think you pull it off. I really do. Wait, why are, you being, why are you being so nice about it? Because, because you've been talking about Killer Neptune. You've been talking about, you know, you, you know, you're supposed to be promoting Killer Neptune. Why are you being so nice to well, me? I'm going to Killer Killer's going to do what he needs to do. Killer's, Killer's got his, his game plan down, and I'm going to be there at ringside to make sure everything goes according to plan. According to, okay. I mean, I, I, I mean, not according to plan. I'm, I, over, I overspoke that. I'm going to make sure. <clears throat> I don't know what, what. Forget what I just said. That was a. That was a. This still hangover season. I need some Benadryl for that hangover season. Just going to make sure that Killer gets, you know. The fair treatment that he deserves. Yeah, it's better. Well, Judge, it's eight years now. Eight years that REW has been in open. Uh, we've, we've, you and I have been probably friends for about nine of the, for nine years. Uh, and of course, yes. you, as as I've stated many times, were the one who actually gave uh, the company to me, RAWF, eight years ago, almost to the day. Um, so I, I'm assuming that you. You know, it came out the way you thought it would, or how? How? I mean, oh, yeah. Talk, talk. I always appreciate what you've done for REWF from day one. You've been a part of the big part of this company. You, you've been a big, huge uh, part of my career, and you know, I'm proud of you for everything you've accomplished, including being a two-time Hall of Famer. And I would hope that you. Know, I would hope you feel the same. I, I do, I do. I mean, you know, when I saw, I, I, I was sitting there that that night after one of the other companies we was in, everything was was uh, they, they decided to close close down, and I I I, I, I said to myself, self, because I called myself, I said, I I can't let this happen. I said, this is something. This 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 blonde guy over here, he he's got something. He he knows something, and um. So that's when I gave you the company. I said, "Here, do this. I want you to take it. I want you to use it. I want you to run with it. I want you to. I want you to make it to what 
I want you to I want you to blow it up. I want you just to do whatever you want to do with it. And wow, if I had known what you was going to do at that time, I would have gave you two companies to do because <laughs> you, sir, have blown my expectations of this company. I mean, um, it was just a it was just a, a, a warehouse sitting there, and look what you've turned it into. You turned it into one of the biggest corporations and the most talked about corporations in or in in Unstoppable right now. REWF is one of the top top leading companies. In a stop with everybody's, I think, to get into REWF, uh, to whether they sneak in through the back door or whether they come into the side door or try to latch onto the back of, 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 of one of the one of the uh, members here. And, uh, you know, like I say, if I known what you was going to do with this company, hey, I would have, I would have, I would have stayed on with it with a, as, as a silent partner and have been twice as rich as I am now. But, you know, you've done it. You you outdid yourself, and I, I appreciate it, and I, I applaud you for everything you've done. And I couldn't have asked for a better person to, 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 to do something with the, with the empty. And I've given, away, I've given away many companies. I've given away companies to several different people just to watch them just sit back and, and make a little out of it. But you took and you made a full-blown shock and awe company. You 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 did it, and I, I'm I'm proud to call you my friend. I'm proud to be a part of REWF. I'm proud to be a two-time Hall of Famer, and I'm proud of the people that you have in the company, and uh, and, and and the concept that, that that you do. You just don't give titles out, and that's what it's, it's, I I sit back and I watch and I laugh at these people who come in thinking I get a title, I get a title, I beat Griffith, ooh, I beat Paragon, ooh, I get a title shot. No, it's funny to see that they can't get it. And in order to get it, they've got to learn the rules. Like Clay Claymore said in, in his thing, he jumped both feet in. He sat back and he learned, and he and he saw what he had to do. He asked questions and he did what he needed to do. And look what look at him now, he's a Hall of Famer. So everybody's sitting out there thinking that they can't do it. Or I've been here for four or five. I've been here for four years and I haven't gotten a title shot. I, I can't. I don't know what's going on. Well, everybody's telling you what to do. You just got to do it. You got Griffith over here who tells you to just talk up. Tell me why you deserve a title shot. And half of you don't do that. But now you, you do. Some of you do. I was impressed with, 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 with his little thing this past week of, of people doing it. So, you know, we, we're, we're telling you what to do. You just got to do what you – you just got to pick up and do what you need to do. Thank you, Judge. And you are correct. Well, and – that's the thing about the R.A.W.F. Hall of Fame. Everybody in the R.A.W.F. Hall of Fame gets what you just said. And uh, yeah. that, is, that is why they are R.A.W.F. Hall of Famers. They get what R.A.W.F. is all about. They jumped in with both feet, and they ran with it. And, you know, not everybody can do that. That's understandable. Mm. But those who get frustrated that they don't make their way in R.A.W.F., all they have to do is read the company concept and figure it out. Some people yeah, get I'll be it. Honest with you, I'll tell you right now. Some people get it, some people won't, but I'll tell you right now. And I'll be honest, there's there's two people, two of you guys out here that are on this radio show and are listening to this radio show who are out there in, in the audience right now. I've been watching you, and there's and I'll, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to nominate you two. I'm going to suggest that you two go be up for, for Hall of Fame next year because you guys are rocking. And I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to tell you who it is. Who they are right now, but there's two of you out there who have already impressed me a, a year 
an advantage. So there you go. There you go. You got it. All right, Judge. Well, thank you for your time, Mr. R.A.W.F., and uh, I'll see you so out at the ring. I'll see you at ringside. You just, mm-hmm. just, just, you behave out there. I I'm, I've always behaved. I haven't done anything. I never do anything wrong. <laughs> Sorry, I, I joked a little there. That's my bad. See you, you all right, Elvega? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. See you. All right. Thank you, a judgment. So, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for our third and final RAWF Hall of Fame induction of the evening. This lady came into RAWF a few years ago and lit it on fire, winning the World Heavyweight Championship two times, the first woman to ever do that. She also has broken the has the longest reign as a national champion among many accolades that she's earned here in RAWF. And to induct her into the RAWF Hall of Fame, I'd like to introduce you to the lovely Maeve O'Hare. folks, uh, bear with me, this may get a touch emotional. When I first came into RAWRF, I knew very few people personally. Many of the bigger names I knew by reputation, of course, and many of those folks are already represented in the RAWF Hall of Fame. Very few, very few of those people knew me, and the ones who did were so far above me in skill and reputation that I was barely a blip on their radar. Uh, I, I didn't come here to talk silliness about me. One night during after hours, someone I greatly admired spoke to me. I'd come to know her from her appearances on the show and her performance in the ring. I'll admit, I was a little bit of a fangirl, and I was frankly shocked that she wanted to talk to me at all, much less have a conversation. I'm still not sure I said anything coherent to her that first night, but somehow I was apparently able to express my gratitude in a way that was adequate. She made the first nameplate I ever had, free of charge, just because she knew I was new and wanted to do something nice for me. Not only did she do artwork for me out of the kindness of her heart, she took me under her wing as a protege of sorts. She taught me a lot of what I know, and if I've ever beaten you in an important match, you have her to thank. Or blame. Take your pick. Now, two years and change later, I'm honored to be able to call her one of my best friends in this or any other world. 
But before I introduce my friend, let me brag on her a little bit more. She has been, in every iteration of her REWF career, a force to be reckoned with. People know her by reputation, and she's become inextricably linked with REWF and many of those outside the company. She's a former world champion twice over, and her first title reign only ended when it did because of injury. She's a former estrogen champion, as well as a former tag champion. She's also a two-time national champion, and her reigns with that belt was so impressive that she's still the gold standard when it comes to the national title. Moreover, she's not just a formal champion. She's a future champion as well. Her name is almost always in the top 25 rankings, and it's a rare pay-per-view where she doesn't steal the show, whatever match she's in. She was half of my favorite REWF tag team of all time, Pinnacle, and now she's a half of me new favorite REWF tag team, Friendly Fire. But you could have figured all that out just from reading her bio. I want to tell you some of the things that you might not know about her, or perhaps you've forgotten. She's done so much quiet backstage work for RAWF because, as she says herself, this company is her home. Artwork, tracking scenes every month, remembering who said what to whom and when, constant supporter of After Hours, and she's got a hell of an ear for music as well. She's brilliant, she's talented, and she's generous to a fault. She's sponsored an RAWF Memorial Day tournament, drawn attention to America's troops, a cause near and dear to her heart. She's also gone above and beyond donating to others, both personally and through tournaments, and she never asks for anything in return. If you didn't know any or all of these things about her, it's because she doesn't do them for attention. She does what she does because it feels right to her, and she won't do anything that doesn't. I told you earlier that I'm only where I am because she helped me to get there. I'm not the only person here tonight who can say that, not by a long shot, but you'll never hear her take credit for others' achievements, even if she deserves the recognition. This is to say nothing of the countless hours, blood, sweat, and tears that she spent elsewhere in this world. Some folks call her stubborn. I call her dedicated. Dedicated to those she loves, to her career, and, most importantly in this moment, to this company. I said all that to say this. My friend, our next RAWF Hall of Fame inductee, never asked for this honor. Her name came up for Hall of Fame last year, and she was the first one to say that she weren't there yet. If you ask her, I know that she'll say she doesn't belong here now. But I am thrilled and gratified to see that the committee agrees with me that her day has come here in REWF. Everyone, please help me welcome Lady Vex Diablo to the REWF Hall of Fame.
well, <laughs> I feel like I'm, you know, supposed to say something magic and beautiful and incredible after everything we've heard tonight. Claymore with his massive speech. <laughs> as as ego-filled as it was, it was what Claymore does. Hobo being hobo. Last night, Aggie doing his thing and Apex doing what they did. Um, as the only female for this uh, year's Hall of Fame, it it makes you step back and it makes you look around. The women's division in RIWF has grown. In the three years that I've been here, it has grown. It has become something that you see more women winning titles and winning belts and doing things. And I hope that in some small way, I've brought those women around to see that they can do those things, that there's nothing holding them back like there was in other companies. There's a lot of companies now that don't hold us back. But in the early days when I started in Unstoppable, you didn't see women holding the world title in most companies. RIWF is my home, and it is the place that you can do those things. You could win the world title twice as a woman. And while um, I I don't really identify specifically under as a woman for my title reigns, I definitely hold them near and dear to my heart. I respect those that I pinned to take those titles, and I respect those that took the titles from me in the end, no matter what the circumstances were for those title changes. You know, I've called this place home for a couple years now. I I had to walk away for a little bit, and RAWF was the hardest place to walk away from at the time. It was one of the first places I walked back into when I did manage to come back. L.A. and his staff have built something here that's just magical. It'll either revive your passion for what we do, or for different folk, it'll confuse them to no end, much like the others before me have said. And while some prefer a USL team play setup, this place will stretch your ability to think, act, create, and imagine. You'll either have to work on your own or you'll have to work with everyone else. And more times than not, you'll get further if you do work with everyone else, even if you don't like them. I walked into RAWF an absolute heel. A person with a chip on their shoulder and something to prove. I set a sight on RIWF after I'd taken my Unstoppable Hall of Fame ring. And I said, that's my next goal. At the time, I didn't hold this place so close as I do now. The first one I have to thank for this tonight is one that might surprise some. He was here last night. Not many know he had a hand in my push forward. I've been here for a little bit. I'd, I'd won some matches, talked up my wins, but I'd had no traction. In a moment of frustration, I thought out loud my confusion, and an old voice from my past spoke up. 
Modern motherfucking Nightwalker stepped out of a dark corner, nearly got throat punched for scaring the shit out of me, and we had a chat. He knew what I could do in a place like R.A.W.F. I don't think he saw it going where it had. Graveyard Smash 2018. The tide turned. Black Friday came. Jingle Hell Rock came, and I had done something I didn't expect I would ever do here. I held four titles in a company like R.A.W.F., a company with the Paragons and the Griffiths and the Mithrises. That isn't something you really expect yourself to do after a career like I've had. I'm not one that's out there to get all the belts. I'll do my part. I'll accept my recognition, and I'll have some fun. R.I.W.F. has reignited my passion for gold time and time again. My tag team partners throughout the years have been some of the most eccentric people at times. Johnny Rayo and I, we, we won the belt. We had it. Griffith and I in Pinnacle, I believe that we could have won it. We were there. We were in the title match. If Pinnacle had kept going, I believe that it would have gone places that not even we could have imagined. And evil with Cheeky. (laughs) That's really what changed a lot of the tag division for people. Vex and Cheeky in the title match? Cheeky doesn't even care about wrestling. He cares about art and (laughs) ketchup. I will forever look at that match. And, yeah, it didn't go the way that we wanted it to, but it changed something for everyone, even if they don't know it, even if they look back and they look and they throw it away. It changed something, and it was for the better. Maeve, I have to thank you for all of your kind words throughout the last two years. Uh We've gone through our ups and our downs. We've had the interference that others have had as well. And in the end, we have always been able to come back to this square one. Your presence at my side, even if quietly in a text, has been what's really kept me grounded here in RAWF. One day you will join me in this hall. I know it. Many others know it. One day you will hold that world championship belt. It will happen. It's not happening as fast as you want it to, but it will happen. I walked in here a heel. And by the end of everything, I had to face the music. Yeah, I'm not accepted as a face. But my actions overall have always been that of, the angel side and the fallen part is what has made it the most entertaining and the most passionate I have been for wrestling in a very long time. Thank you, LA, the committee and all of RIWF new and old past and present. You are what makes this worth every breath, every tear every drop of blood you are what makes this place 
so unique in a place that had lost its way for a while. Ladies and gentlemen, the fifth and final member of the RAWF Hall of Fame class, well-deserved Lady Vex, congratulations to all of you. Uh, Your plaques have been put up in the official RAWF Hall of Fame scene now, as well as the induction ceremony. Uh, Enjoy them, and uh, you all got your rings. And Ah, El Vacant, what a year. What a class. I, I think this one ranks right up there with some of the best that we've best classes that we've had. Uh certainly every single one of them well deserved this honor. See, see very much so. All right. Well, as I said, we close out our eighth year of existence here in RAWF. Our next pay per view as we go start on year nine, ladies and gentlemen. Philadelphia Freedom comes to you live. From Philly, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and this one's going to be very interesting, El Vacant. It is going to be the ultimate celebration of America because Philadelphia Freedom comes to you live in Philadelphia, the, the city that started the whole American Revolution back in the day. It is, you've got the Liberty Bell, Independence Hall, so much history. It will be on July 4th, the 4th of July. We will be celebrating in one of the biggest parties of the year, the 4th of July in Philadelphia, will be lighting up Lincoln Financial Field. It is going to be one amazing, amazing night in Philadelphia, July 4th, 2021, just a few short weeks away. How do you think Mexican food will go over in Philadelphia on 4th of July, Elevagant? I mean, it's not a city really well known for its uh, its Mexican cuisine, uh, so I'm hoping that you know they'll flock to the trucks just to get a real taco. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I mean, maybe you... I have to supplement it with like some soft pretzels. I hear that's the thing there, but and that is that is the thing there. Maybe maybe some Philly cheesesteaks or some hot dogs or some some. Maybe you can somehow mix that up. I don't oh, know. Yeah, I, you... I can. I could probably make a really interesting cheesesteak burrito. Mm. I bet you I could do that. Now, you might be able to do that. That'd be interesting. But, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it will be the biggest celebration of America we've ever had. It will be on the 4th of July, Sunday, July 4th, live from Philadelphia's Lincoln Financial Field, RAWF Philadelphia Freedom. And uh, much storied history, not just in Philadelphia for for America, but for us, as this will be, I believe, our eighth Philadelphia Freedom. So one of the Man, one of the pay per views that has standed the stood the test of standed it standed it has standed and stood the test of time here in RAWF Philadelphia Freedom. Just believe four short weeks away from tonight. All right. With that being said, uh, as I always do. At Radiversary, I'd like to thank every single person that's been a part of RAWF over the past eight years, from every GM uh, to, you know, and I've had some really awesome GMs, uh, Unstoppable, the Cougar, Raven, uh, Aggie back in the day, Razor, uh, even others 
Paragon, you've done a great job, Griffith. Um, you remember Haruki, uh, Yvonne the Vicious, may she rest in peace. And and I know I'm missing others, but there because there's been a lot. Shell Kneebreaker was was big, a uh, big help. Uh, and it has just been an incredible bubs. So many people have been a huge part of RAWF over the last eight years. It has been a fun ride. Uh, I know a lot of people thank me uh, for doing. And Judge, of course, has been a huge part. Uh, Judge. So oh, I'm gonna. Yes. yes. You, you, what, what, I mean, what's I, that? You know, I, it, this is something I, I, I said to myself, self, I can't leave here without getting you something. So last night at the, during the, you know, I went over to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and there was just drum set. And I thought to myself, this would be a perfect one, perfect one for you. And it's, it's, it's just one of the original Beatles drum sets. Wait. You, so this is, this is for you. This is a Beatles you, drum set for you. And El Vacant, I couldn't forget you. So yeah. I got you something. This is the Luchador Amigos Balacas for Lucas Sorita Korea Sasa Machado guitar for you for you. This is gifts from me to you guys from from courtesy of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Congratulations, thank you. And uh, on that note, I'm going to head on to the ring. Good night. But don't I want to let you in every year. He I, takes I, I don't know. I don't know. Um. I'm just going to leave these right here. I'm not touching it. Not touching it. Not putting any fingerprints on it. I suggest you do the same, Al Vacant. We need to get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. I, I feel right. uh, Folks, this has been R.A.W.F. Radiversary. Uh, we will see you all next week on After Hours. Hopefully have some results from the Radiversary pay-per-view. Uh, good night, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.